Thanks for downloading this podcast from RNIB Connect Radio. You're listening to RNIB Connect Radio. Now it's that time of week again. It's time to go stateside because we're crossing to California to speak to the lovely Maria Johnson. Hello, you. Hello, Jill. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How is my favorite girl gone blind uh, this week? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I just threw out a new blog last night and um, I won't give it away because I'm sure we could talk about it on one of our chats sometime. But anyway, be sure and check out the uh, blog site, girlgoneblind.com, because I got some new stuff up there. Fantastic. Well, we'll definitely give out all your contact details at the end. But for now, we've got something that is very close to my heart that we're speaking about this week. And it's kind of beauty and makeup and beautifying yourself, really, isn't it, Maria? And a lot of people think that us blind gals can't do it because we can't see. And it's so far from the truth. Well, you have uh, demonstrated that to me many, many times by the look of your photos, which you are gorgeous. And I can see it a little bit. You are just gorgeous and you obviously take the time to put on just beautiful makeup, your lips, your eyes, everything. And I'm going to be super honest here. I have not dove into the world of makeup again since losing my vision. And uh, I'm still learning a bit. And I think I could probably learn a little bit from you, Jill. Well, do you know something, Maria? Makeup isn't for everybody. You're lucky in that, you know, I've been told how gorgeous you are. So, you know, you can get away with it more than I can. I remember my face without makeup and it ain't a pretty sight. But in all honesty, it's something that was a big thing in our household. My mother was a makeup artist. She always used to say to us, when you feel your worst, look your best. It might not be everybody's mantra, but it was ours growing up. So, you know, makeup is one of those things that I think a lot of blind girls that I speak to when they've lost their sight it maybe takes them a little while longer to get into and I think you know from the conversations we've had off air I think you're ready to take the plunge you know I think I am too and I've dabbled in things that would be easier for me to do since losing vision Um, one of the first things that I was interested in was lash extensions now lash extensions are not for everybody but I really felt naked if you will without having mess mascara on and I in my little mind after vision loss could not fathom how I could put mascara on my lashes so a friend of mine did lash extensions and she said you got to try it you got to try it so I did and I've been hooked ever since but again they're not for everybody and you know if you are able to use mascara which Jill I know you can and many of my blind girl friends can do it you know obviously that's one way to go they also have um, products that you could put on your lash line that help grow your lashes so they're long and luscious but I got kind of addicted to these lash extensions and I just love them and they open up my eyes people comment wow your lashes look amazing and you know what that makes me feel really good because I can't see them unless you take a really close photo of them. Well, of course, Maria, and that's only natural. You know, it was something that I wanted to learn as soon as possible uh, when I first lost my sight. The only difference was they'd shaved off my eyelashes during the operations, so I had nothing to put uh, mascara on. They did grow back, but at the time, it, it just made me feel even worse. So I used to wear false lashes, just a strip of false lashes. And I think in the last few years, individual eyelash extensions have become 
cheaper and cheaper. They were a very, very expensive thing to do at first because of the time. But now, you know, so many people are in competition that it is affordable, even if it's only for a special occasion. But I have people that earn a lot more money than I do that would say to me, you know, I don't know why you waste your money on, on something so silly. So it is up to each person. But there are other alternatives. If you don't want the individual lashes or you think they're going to be too much upkeep, because they, there is a little upkeep involved, you can always practice with clear mascara. And then once you get really confident with that and you feel there's no blobs, then you can go on to darker colours, whether it be brown or black or funky colours. It doesn't matter. That's a really great idea. And clear mascara, I never thought of that. But, you know, I am kind of hooked on my lashes. You know, they do take a bit of budgeting for sure. But I really, really enjoy them. And I feel, you know, I just feel a little more confident with them on knowing that people are kind of checking them out going, wow, those look amazing. How do you do that? A lot of things to me, Jill, are kind of a necessity rather than a luxury after I lost my vision. For instance, fingernails, toenails, can't see them to manicure them. You don't always have somebody around your home that can help trim or file or whatnot. So, you know, going out for a manicure pedicure is sometimes needed, but we all like to talk about the alternatives, right, Jill? And you can have a um, girl's night in, if you will, and have some of your girlfriends come over and you can do each other's nails at like a beauty night. You could do that very cheaply, maybe offer to buy the wine and, and food in exchange for somebody to do your nails. But that's something that it's just natural that you'd want to keep up your grooming. And that includes your fingernails and toenails. Oh, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. I mean, I don't know about you, Maria, but I bash my hands off everything. So it's so frustrating for me when I grow my nails and then I break one or two. And and because I can't see them, I honestly feel a little bit unkempt. So I do get shellac on my nails. Now, shellac is like a vinyl. It's the the stuff they make records from. And uh, it'll last you a month. I get it done on my toes. I get it done on my fingers. Now, as you say, you know, there are cheaper alternatives and you can have girls nights in and even if you know you have a couple of your sighted friends around and a couple of your blind friends around whatever the case may be if you can't see to do somebody's toes or their fingers why don't you offer something different like a massage you know you could give a head massage you could give a neck and shoulder massage a back massage while they do your toenails in return you know it's 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 all about give and take really and I think that's the great thing about girls nights in you know you can do the whole pamper thing where you've got like you say the wine and the chocolates and the Mm -hmm. face masks and you know all these things that you can experience together it's very tactile well yeah absolutely holding a glass of wine that's super tactile anyway (laughs) (laughs) Um, anyway, but no, I know, you know what, again, it's give and take, just like you said. And I think if you have some really good girlfriends around, they're going to be all over it. So I think that's a great idea. Jill, what are some other things that you do that help you kind of keep up your personal grooming, if you will, or maybe just the look that you want to carry off since you lost your vision? Well, you see, I do a kind of full makeup look every day with exception from my eyeshadow. The eyeshadow is for special occasions and it kind of makes you look a bit different as well. If you come in every day with your eyeshadow on, you know, people are just going to get used to seeing you the way you are. So that's my kind of ethos anyway. But one thing that I know you and I have spoken about before and something you're not too confident about, but I think you are going to sort of maybe delve into is uh, foundation. And are you really 
really, really don't like the thought of putting foundation on, do you? No, the thought really terrifies me. Because I remember seeing women with, you know, patchy foundation, you've got the line along the jawline, it's just kind of smushed all around. And I thought, oh my gosh, does she not know that she looks like that? I might be that person if I don't do it right, if I don't have it rubbed in all the way, if I don't have the right color. Well, do you know something? I can completely understand that. But you know, my best piece of advice, Maria, would be Go along to your local beauty counter and your local department store and ask one of the girls there, you know, go to a product, a brand that you think might suit you or you want to use. You know, if you go along to a counter, the girls will color match your foundation to your skin and it won't cause a line. The problem is when girls wear a foundation that's far too dark for their natural skin tone. And the other thing is start off with your fingers and rub all over your face gently and, and rub it into the hairline and rub it into the jawline, the neck. You know, you're not gonna make a mistake. Your biggest problem is getting somebody else to match that foundation to your skin tone. Yeah, well, I would think that would help for sure. And um, that's a good idea. You know, like many other things we do now, Jill, it becomes a team effort. And that team can be the girls at the beauty counter helping you match foundation, maybe even match a, a blush that is appropriate for your skin tone. You know, probably could give you a few hints and tricks because they are more professional than, than some of us. Well, exactly. And I think, you know, if you're going to spend money on anything, make it your foundation. I know a lot of people you know maybe not want to spend that kind of money on a foundation but I think if you were to choose something make it your foundation. Well I usually come out of my bathroom after you know putting on the bare minimum makeup and I again terrified that I look like a clown or you know mommy dearest um, of some sort. I've kind of gone with less is more for me now and normally I come out and my daughter's like, mom, I can't even tell you have blush on because I'm so, again, paranoid. I'm going to look like a clown right out of the circus. So I probably tend to go too light. It's hard to get past that. What am I going to look like? Because you can't see it. And that was a big problem for me, Jill, when I got my first spray tan. I remember I this, you saying I had this big idea that I was going to get a spray tan because why not? You know, I hadn't really been out last summer and, you know, California girls were all tan. Well, that's what everyone thinks. But I loved a gorgeous tan and I was pretty much tan year round. Well, lost vision, lost my tan, the whole thing. So going and getting a spray tan was something that was on my mind. So a friend recommended somebody and I got a spray tan. It was great color from what I could tell, but I was absolutely petrified that it was going to start rubbing off at any minute. And I think it was at the point where my kids said something about my hands because of course I'm doing dishes and I'm not even thinking about wearing gloves or anything. And they're saying, mom, your hands are kind of blotchy. Well, I automatically went to my whole body is blotchy. Again, I look like an Oompa Loompa gone wrong. And I would walk around wondering if something was rubbing off on my forearm, on my leg. And it probably wasn't, but again, I, I have those fears. So after about seven, eight days, you know, you kind of scrub it off. And I was like, oh, you know, it, it kind of scrubbed away the anxiety that I was getting. 
I just have this need to see it, to be confident with it. Well, it's completely understandable because, you know, I had so many fake tan disasters when I could see. Why would I want to do it, you know, after I can't see? I have to say I did find one spray tan that really, really suited me. But, you know, if you're anxious about it, Maria, get a gradual tan. Get something that builds up gradually over the space of a week. And then, you know, at least when you find your color that that you like, and it can be a very light tanny color at the end of the day it's going to be better than burning your skin with the sun which you know isn't only dangerous but it's aging as well yeah well you know again living in california i grew up on the beach who knows what i've done to myself already but i think a healthy glow is just that it looks healthy and you know that's something that i think you have to build your confidence with like you said jill and you know maybe i'll dabble in it just for a special occasion um not not an everyday thing maybe for me but again it's just giving you the glow like makeup like um, lashes like a nice color to your skin it just gives you that glow and a glow brings confidence men too out there men too and there's nothing wrong with that it's just finding the right thing for you and finding the right way to go about it. And and I think we've given some good options, Jill. I think so too, Maria. And you know, I'm going to have to leave it there. I'll tell you why, because producer Vlad needs to wipe his face mask off. He's sitting here with a couple of cucumbers <laughs> over his eyes. He's got his face mask on and I tell you, it's, he's smiling, so it's beginning to crack. So we'll leave it there, Maria. But listen, it's been so interesting talking to you. It really has. I love talking to other blind women about their makeup habits and, you know, the, the way they put their makeup on and what they feel about makeup but if anybody wants to take a look at your blog Maria you're always updating it it's fabulous have you got your blog address you can find my blogs at girlgoneblind.com you can find me on Facebook at girlgoneblind and on Twitter at girl underscore gone underscore blind Maria thank you so much for joining us today you have a fabulous week and I can't wait till next week already all right you have a beautiful day we'll talk to you soon for more downloads like these, visit rnibconnectradio.org.uk slash podcasts.